Welcome to the AMC Stock Story Podcast. I'm your host, Russell Corey, and this is not financial advice, and I am not a financial advisor. This is solely for entertainment purposes as I talk about my experiences of investing in AMC stock and becoming an AMC ape. Episode 36, AMC Fall Break. Welcome, everybody, to uh, the fall 2021. And, um, you know, it's funny, like, I was trying to come up with a title and what this episode was going to be about. And really, it's about, you know, hey, I I started in late May, right just literally a couple days before the Memorial Day holiday. And... Honestly, at that point, I did. I really did think within days this could happen. I was so paranoid those first few days, thinking this thing was going to go to the moon before I could get all my you know mutual funds redistributed into AMC. And even then, when I was recruiting people, I was calling them. You know, this this I must. I literally must have sounded crazy reaching out to some of these people I hadn't talked to in a while. Saying, "Oh, you got to, you got to invest in AMC." Some people I left voicemail messages for, and other people I talked to, you know, in person. But I really thought it was going to happen within days, and here we are. Went, you know, right through the summer, and we just had Labor Day, uh, our Labor Day holiday, and now you know we start the fall. Kids go back to school. You know, the weather cools down a little bit. Leaves change. And, uh, you know, we get ready for the holidays, wrap up the year. Before you know it, it is 2022. So I want to talk about this this break that we're having from the summer to the fall. And, you know, what, what my expectations are as an investor, how, what, what, you know, what I'm feeling right now. Um, talk about how you're feeling, too, you know, what you're going through, Um and I, but uh, you know it's funny. I was trying to think of a name for the episode, and I was going to call it like the fall of AMC, um, AMC fall. And and I thought you know someone's going to see that title, and it's like one of these clickbait titles. You know, like oh you know, what you know the, the, you think the fall of AMC. You think it's you know it's crumbling. Like the the hopes of the Moas are going down, or the companies going into bankruptcy. And I said, you know, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do a clickbait title. Um, but I did want to do it. So I said, I thought AMC fall break, you know, fair enough. I th- Hopefully you get the idea. Even though I know fall break is, I think, I don't know if that's in October or November. Traditionally, like if you go to college or you're in school. Um, but it, to, to me, it's just this break we've had from the summer to the fall as AMC investors. And as, as we look ahead, so I, you know, I avoided the clickbait title. You know, that's that's not what I want to do with this podcast. That, um, you know, we we just keep it real here. We don't we don't need that, and that's not what I'm interested in. So that's uh, that's how the where the title came from and why it wasn't the fall of AMC or AMC fall. Anyway, regardless, um, how's everybody doing out there? Let me do uh, go around the horn here. Cardiff, Westminster, Madrid. Madrid, you're always there. Thank you for listening in Madrid. Dusseldorf, Frankfurt, Rotterdam, Amsterdam, Toronto, Edmonton, Mexicali, China. China finally checking in the house. How about that? 
Greensboro, Long Beach, Seattle, Chicago, Boston, Pittsburgh, San Fran, L.A., Kansas City, Newark, Houston, Miami, Philly, and any city anywhere in the world or in the United States that you're listening to, thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, it, it's meant a lot. I've said this before, but to see the response that the podcast has gotten has, has meant a, a lot. And uh, we actually got, an, we got another shout-out on Twitter. Uh, Michael Salim, I believe he's in the UK. Um, his, his Twitter hashtag is at Michael Salim. So uh, Michael, and the last name is S-A-L-E-E-M. And he, uh, he wrote on Twitter... Want to listen to a laid-back podcast about AMC? I recommend this one from at Russ Corey. No DD, no TA, just an account of someone's investing journal journey into in AMC. And he lists this, he links it to Spotify. Thank you so much, Michael. I really appreciate it. And then you know, there again, like he's he's spot on. That's that's what this podcast is. Listen. I've I've always been upfront <laughs> that I I don't know much about investing in Wall Street, and uh, don't listen to this podcast for that. This is, you know, water cooler talk, coffee talk, just you know, catching up with your, a friend. Um, you know, I I know it's kind of one way here, me talking, and who knows how things will go in the future. I talked about that on the on the podcast, the future of AMC. Uh, or the future of the um, the AMC stock story podcast, like you know, it's something I thought it was going to be a very limited series that it was just going to you know I started off looking backward and then it sort of caught up with my you know in, like you said my investment journey, and then I would like hold off and wait till the you know the MOAS happened and then I would do a podcast maybe on the, what what it was like during the MOAS and then maybe a follow up and that would be it, and if somebody wanted to go back and listen to the podcast, there'd be you know, who knows, 15 episodes maybe, and they could listen from beginning to end to kind of see what that investment journey into AMC was like. But, you know, once I saw there was an audience and I really enjoyed talking about my, you know, my investment experience and talking about just about my life in general, it's it's meant a lot. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to, you know, do more. I didn't want it to just be limited. Um but that's what all it is. It's, we're just talking here. That's it. You know, don't base any investment strategies of anything you hear from me. You know, for me, my money, I've made a, a not everything. I'm not all in with every financial asset I have in AMC. That would be ridiculous. Um, but it's also, hey, you know, I, I don't know if you want to say I drunk the Kool-Aid, <laughs> but I joined the Ape Army, you know, and I said, hey, I, I believe in this. I think this makes sense, you know, if if everyone plays by the rules. And, you know, I, I took a, you know, a sub for us, for me, my family, my wife, a, you know, fairly substantial position on this. And if it if it's successful, if we have the MOAS and it, you know, it, it does go up into these ridiculous numbers, which don't seem believable, but I'm not ruling them out. You know when it, I'll you know when it's all said and done I'll believe what happened, but I don't know what's going to happen and I don't know how high it can go. But if it does get into these ridiculous numbers, ten thousand, twenty thousand, fifty thousand, hundred thousand, half a million—that seems crazy. I've seen I've seen people say ten million dollars a share. As crazy as that, it, it seems it does seem crazy. I'm not look. I'm not trying to give any credence to that. I'm just saying that's what people have said. 
Um, if it happens, then it'll pay off handsomely. If it doesn't, I don't think I can't see AMC going bankrupt right now. They have too much cash on hand right now to go bankrupt within the next year or two. I'm guessing again, not financial advice. I'm not a fin financial advisor. But if you thought this, this isn't like Vegas where you bet on black and if it comes up red, you lose everything immediately. It's gone. Here, it may take another dip. And hopefully it doesn't, but if it goes into a dip and it lasts for, you know, that's it. It never gets out of the 30s or the 20s again. And you finally, after a year, two years, you finally just get tired. And you're like, that's it. I'm done. I'm moving on. And you cash out then, you know, you lost who knows what half your investment and, and you move on in life. Um, and I'll recover from that. What I would never recover from, what I would never, ever recover from was was learning about AMC, knowing what could possibly happen if you were willing to take a chance on it, right? You have to, we, we talked about it, no guts, no glory. You know, you want to get in on this and, and invest in AMC, and the bigger your investment, the bigger your payoff. Or, hey, listen, you could buy one share. And maybe you are that one person that holds out for the $10 million. And you're going to do better than people that might have had, you know, thousands of shares that sold early. And it couldn't hang in there in the end. So it's all subjective to how many shares you have and when you sell them. But getting back to my original point, the one thing I couldn't live with was knowing about AMC and knowing what could happen but not having the confidence to take a position and go in on this that, that this had slipped through my fingers this once in a lifetime chance to have explosive growth on your money and then even if it isn't the MOS that we hoped for even if it was just a you know double or triple your investment right that's nothing to sneeze at but knowing it was out there and not taking advantage of it or not doing it, that would haunt me for the rest of my life. Especially if I if I had gone in and I could have, you know, retired a millionaire. And I missed that chance. And that chance ain't gonna come around too often. We talked about this. That these opportunities do not come around very often. So anyway, um, you know, who knows? Who knows? But this podcast is just for hanging out. That's it. Just for hanging out and, and just talking about your feelings and your experiences and, you know, just sharing life stories. And, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes. Like I said, you know, it could be interesting. This is a place you can come back to, even after the mother of all short squeezes, after it's happened, you know, after the fact. Like, hey, you know, once it happens, that's it. You know, when it's over, it's over. And the people who were there and held for you and you held for them, you're going to have a bond with your apes for the rest of your life, that you'll know we did it. These are the special people. And let me tell you something. You may not agree with them politically. Um, you may not have much in common with them. But they were there and they had your back. And that's a beautiful thing. That's one of the great things about, you know, whenever you get a group of people together, whether you're on a sports team you know, whether, whether, you know, you'd hear these stories about people that joined the army, especially in the old days, you know, in the old days, you had 
um, people really from all walks of life that were in in the army, you know, from the, the, the elite to the, you know, the average Joe. They all kind of, you know, there was a draft or that was just a sense of duty back then. And now I think it's a little different now that really the, the armed service, there's no draft and, and the, the people who actually serve in the armed service is very small now. And they, they bear a lot of the, the, the burden, uh, especially what's gone on in this country, you know, the past 20 years uh, after September 11th, that these, these soldiers and Marines and Air Force airmen, the sailors in the Navy, that, you know, do these continual tours. And you hear about these, you know, it used to be that you'd do a tour in Vietnam, right? One tour, you know, occasionally you might hear of someone doing, you know, two or three tours. But, you, you know, a lot of these soldiers, they did, they did, you know, four, five, six tours in Afghanistan, in Iraq. And uh, it's crazy that, that they would, you know, go through all that. But they did what they did. But my point is, these are they're going to have bonds with the fellow soldiers that they did. Or if you're on a sports team, you know, you're there for all the practices and the sacrifices you make. Um, or any other team that you, that you belong to, that, you know, your apes are going to be special to you. And this is hopefully a, a, a way to still connect people after the fact. Like, we don't need to, we don't need uh, DD and, and TA and all this stuff and predictions after the squeeze, unless you're going to do other stock plays. And that's something I barely have an understanding of what is going on with the AMC play. And all these penny stocks and all this stuff that people push and, you know, forget it. I, I'm done. You know, I want AMC to happen. I may or may not make some more investments in the market, but they're going to be safe long-term investments, period. Um, there's a great book that when this whole started and there was a possibility that we might um, acquire some money. I, I listened to this book from the library on audio. And the author is someone you probably have heard of before. So the, it's Tony Robbins, you know, the, the motivational speaker. Um, he put out a book called Money, Master the Game. And I, re I recommend it. Get it from your library. You know, if you like audiobooks, you know, a lot of libraries, you're going to have the audio version. It was very good. Or get the book from the library. You don't have to even go out and buy it. Save yourself some money. Go to a library and get it. I'm sure they'll, they'll probably have it. Or if you want to buy it, buy it. It's, it's been out for a while, so I'm sure you could get a used copy or buy it brand new, whatever. But he actually, it, it, and I know whatever you think of Tony Robbins, it was actually a very good book, very informative. And the bottom line was he wanted to try to help people that acquire wealth or, you know, if they're trying to, you know, get, to, get wealthy, how to save money and how do you invest it. And basically, he really wanted to do, he wanted you to have an investment strategy that would weather um, you know, the market taking a dip or the market going on a run, all these things. They, I think they called it the four-season investment strategy that this one investor had come up with. And, they, and, he, and he gives you that strategy and how to break up your investments. Like you think, well, you should be diversified, right? And you might think, well, invest in different companies. Don't invest in one company. And, and like the point that he made in, in the book is, well, if, if all these companies are, you know, 
you know, S&P 500 and then the S&P 500 takes a dip, well, yes, you have different companies. You're diversified in the different companies you have, but they're all might they all possibly could take a dip because they're all S&P 500 companies. He he would separate it like, you know, hey, buy you know, uh, government bonds, short-term, long-term government bonds, you know, com- some commodities, invest in some precious metals, you know, keep some cash and what have you. Um, but all that's in there. It, that's a, that was a pretty good book that I listened to. Uh, so Money by um, Tony Robbins. Uh, not bad. I'm sure there's some other ones out there, but that wouldn't, that's not a bad way to start. So if you inquire this money, you know, one way to try to invest it. But the idea is also the dividends, you know, these stocks that pay dividends. So if you invest in those, then they, you know, they'll, that, that's another big thing that, you know, dividend stocks that, you know, pay you back. But basically the idea is you have a nice piece of money, a nice chunk of change that's earning you money, you know, and you keep it there and you figure out what you need a year to get by and you can hopefully set this money up to, to bring that income in so you don't just burn through your income but he also had a very good point in there and i and this is something i hope we all take to heart um if this is successful and we all do get money and everybody's ready for it to be lambo time right how many you know think about it how many times have you heard about an athlete right or a lotto winner um that gets a lot of money right immediately you know athletes you know, they can earn millions of dollars a year, you know, whether it's a boxer or, you know, just a baseball player, football player, NBA, anything, any one of these guys, really explosive earnings, right? But then years later, you hear they're broke. And, you know, it's hard to imagine going through all that money, but you can. So before we do Lambo time and buy private jets, he was at a, he was speaking once in this one you know, person, young person raised their hand and they talked about how they wanted to be able to make a billion dollars so they could afford a private jet. They wanted to buy a private jet. And Tony Robbins talked him down and he said, listen, how many times do you, you think you'll actually use this jet? And, you know, do you know how expensive a jet is to do that? And he basically said, look, don't go out and buy a private jet. What you can do is if you're going to fly, you know, charter a private jet which is still expensive, but it's not as expensive as, you know, buying a, a jet if you're only going to use it a limited amount of time. Now, if you were going to be flying every day and this would save you time and everything, then great. Maybe that is a good investment. But if it's just an ego thing, like you just want to be able to say, you know, hey, I, I've got a private jet, probably not the best investment strategy for you and the best way to spend your money same thing with like a beach house you know if you want to buy a second home or you want to buy a beach house do you really need to buy the beach house or can you know every year a couple times a year you you know you do a nice you know a rental somewhere or go somewhere and stay do you have to buy the beach house so think about that um if you do if you are lucky and we acquire some money you know what do you need to buy and what could you just rent you know, just to get, just to, just to get it. But anyway, pretty good book, Money, uh, Master the Game, uh, Seven Simple Steps to Financial Freedom, and it's written by Tony Robbins. Anyway, I thought that was helpful. So the summer of 2021 is behind us, and now we are looking forward to the fall and winter of 2021. Now listen, I want this, no one wants this to happen more than me. I hope it opens, I hope it happens today. I'll take that, you know, 
maybe finally today one of these uh, hedge funds, the weakest one, will blow up. You ever heard that joke about, I don't have to run faster than the bear, I just have to run faster than you? Which one of these hedge funds is the slowest runner? And which one is the bear going to get first? Get margin called and they get blown up, liquidated. And all of a sudden, bang, you see that, that ticker go up, a straight line up. And, you know, maybe only jumps 10 bucks or something, but it's enough. I'll take that, make that first jump, and then it gets to that next level. And then maybe that puts enough pressure on the next slowest runner, right? And they get caught. And it goes on. We've talked about this. It's like a fire in a fireworks factory. You know, you get one explosion, bang, sets off another, and then before you know it, the whole thing blows up. Well, we have these new margin requirements. And maybe one of these hedge funds will get blown up today. I doubt it. I'll be, listen, I'll be honest. I'm not spreading foot or anything, but we always look forward to dates and everything. And, you know, it never happens. Um, but I'd like for it to happen today. But who knows? You know, maybe in the, you know, the next couple of weeks. We'll see. The nice thing is for me personally, you know, it, it's in the black for us right now. As long as it stays in the, you know, mid 40s. That's good for us. For all you, you know, everyone, hey, if your average is in the 50s, God help you if it's in the 60s, hopefully we're coming for you. You know, hopefully we're coming for you soon and get you back in the black. Hang in there. Hang in there. I know what it feels like. Trust me. I know what it feels like, you know, when we were down in the 30s, this thing goes down to 29. Yeah, I, I know, and it's tough, but hang in there. We're, hopefully, we'll be coming for you soon. And maybe that's what the fall, you know, will be about, getting back into the 50s and the 60s. And, you know, at what point, there's a thing called the tipping point, right, where the weight just becomes too much, and that's it. And it, it, there's no going back, that it, it just collapses, that that's it, there's... You know, you put the the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, when does that come? And hopefully it's coming soon. We just have to make sure it's not on our side. That as an investor, as long as I hold my shares and my fellow apes hold their shares, for the most part, it won't be perfect. It's not a solid wall. Then we can hang in there and we can sustain these attacks, we can sustain the manipulation, and we just wait. Very frustrating thing. You know, people will point out, you know, the, the apes, they keep waiting for the squeeze, and it never happens, and they keep saying it's this week, and it's this week. Listen, if there was no manipulation of this stock, of the AMC stock, if they couldn't put if they weren't allowed to use the dark pools for 65% of the trading on this, whatever these crazy numbers, 70% of the trading, it's outrageous, right? They're, they're abusing the dark pools so the price doesn't reflect the true value of AMC. And they're doing, who knows if they're using counterfeit shares on these ladder attacks when they drive it down, you know, and you see it, pa-chunk, 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 every morning on that regular basis, so regular that... People make thousands of dollars swinging the stock because they know it's coming. Not me, but other people. They know it's coming. It's so, so, you know, such a pattern. 
Well, anyway, you know, we just have to hang in there. But if if if, if this was fair, I I believe this thing would have mooned a long time ago. It, it maybe it would have been in those those few days when I first started investing. Maybe it would have been, and things just got kind of derailed. Not all of it with the hedge funds. I mean, I, I you know, but still, um, maybe you know, maybe that's why the summer you know happened because they were allowed to do all this manipulation and use synthetic shares to do do, do these ladder attacks. But again, I've I've said this before. If it had mooned in early June, I wouldn't have the position I have right now. That because of the delays, because of the price dipping into the 30s, the low 30s, I was able to improve our position. So again, you know, life doesn't happen for the best. Life happens, and it's up to you to make the best out of it. So they dipped it down into the low 30s. It's like, thanks. Thanks for the dip. Went great on my chips, right? So here we are. Um, so what do we expect for the fall? Like I said, I hope the MOAS happens sooner rather than later. But I was talking to my wife, and I said, listen, you know, we got to be prepared for this thing to go through the fall, just as it went through the summer. I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't. But mentally... We have to be prepared for that. It doesn't mean we can't still dream, you know, have expectations, look forward to days. I'm looking forward to pre-market, you know, starting in about 40 minutes. We'll see what happens. But it's okay to, to have those expectations, and sometimes they're, they're mostly probably not going to be met. Who knows? Then the one day you're not expecting anything, that's when the surprise comes, right? As Dr. Trillian said, it'll probably be a effing Tuesday. <laughs> Guess what? It's Tuesday. So we'll see. But mentally, you know, are we, can we financially sustain ourselves with the position we have? That that's going to be our big challenge. And can I make enough money doing Instacart so I don't have to go out and get a, you know, a full-time job again um, where I'm, you know, locked into an office or locked at a computer you know, I have, we have the flexibility to where I can monitor our stock. And, you know, let's say I'm, I'm working and my wife emails me or, or um, texts me or calls me and says, hey, it's going crazy. You need to, you know, come home. You know, I can wrap up what I'm doing and come home and take care of things. You know, uh, imagine being at work, <laughs> you know, being in a meeting or something and having to excuse yourself because the MOAS started. <laughs> So that's our big challenge is, you know, our kids are going to school, which is nice because now I, my wife can work at home. I can go out and do Instacart and put in more sustained hours, and hopefully that'll help. Um, and just be ready, you know, so that way if it does go into the, the winter, we've mentally prepared ourselves. We're not super frustrated that, uh, you know, it's not happening. It's not happening. We've talked about that. Think about what you want generational wealth we'll wait we'll wait as long as hey listen there's no guarantee it's going to stay in the 40s but if this thing could go up into the you know the 50s the 60s and the 70s take these steps up hey that that's not that's not bad it just it it gets a little 
nerve wracking when it goes back into the 30s or you're, you know, you're in the red when you're not in the black. It's tough. Um, so hopefully it stays in the black for us. And if it, if it goes into 2022, okay, so be it. I, hey, listen, all those January apes, this thing goes into January and they, you know, I don't, again, I'm not a financial expert and I don't, I'm not a tax expert, but I think at a certain point after a year, I believe that's not, you know, short-term gains that they, that they pay less taxes on that, on, on their, uh, their investment. So who knows for them, it's, it's in their benefit if it goes longer and I'm sure they want their money now, but if they're at this point, you know, a certain point of time, it's like, well, if I can wait another month, I'm going to save a ton in taxes, right? They probably they probably cheer against the MOAS at that point. They'd want it delayed a little bit, I would think. Maybe not. Maybe they're like, I'm happy. I'll pay my taxes. Let's have the MOAS today. But we're just getting ready for the fall and, you know, try to focus more on our family. Our kids are back in school, so we need to make sure they get the attention that they need. And, you know, the other big thing for me is um, my health. You know, I've, I've gained a lot of weight. You know, stress causes, I'm a stress eater. So all this disruption, um, you know, getting up in, in the middle of the night to watch the ticker or to do podcasts, that's not good for your health either, not getting enough sleep. So I think that's another big goal I'm going to have in the fall is to, you know, take better care of myself. Um, one of the good things is if I stick with Instacart, that I'll have time after I drop my kids off at school and before the the stores that I like to shop at open, I'll have a couple, like a two-hour window, and I can use that time to do anything around the house that needs to be done, but mostly to also exercise and take care of myself, because if this does happen, you know, what good is that, you know, if you acquire this wealth, and then a year later, you're dead from a stroke or a heart attack, you know, what, what good is that? You're, there's a Twilight Zone episode, Burgess Meredith, one of the great ones, one of the great episodes, so many great episodes for the, the original Twilight Zone. But Burgess Meredith, he just wants to read. He, he works, I think he works in a library. I'm not exactly sure what he does, but he just, he loves reading. He's not a big people person, right? Or maybe, I think he might actually work in a bank. I'm not sure. And he just, he just, you know, wants to read and, and get into his books. And he's in a vault or something, and like there's a nuclear war or a bomb drops, and it just wipes all the people out, right? Just wipes everybody out. Now, the other thing about him is, let me, you know, set this up. He has these very thick reading glasses or his glasses you know he can't see if he doesn't have his glasses on it's hard for him to see right so anyway um so this bomb or whatever it was whatever this event was it wiped all the people out and he's alone he's all by himself and he's instead of being depressed or sad or angry he's happy because now he finally has all the time he wants to just read books and he, and he gets all these books in this library and he stacks them up and he's got the next 10 years planned of all the books he's going to read, right? And they're all stacked up. And then he kind of stumbles or trips or something in his, in his glasses, these thick glasses fall off his face and shatter on the floor. <laughs> so he's stuck and now he can't get his, his glasses. Um, but that, so that's the irony, you know, oh, you, you're all set up and you're ready to go and then you break your glasses, right? It's not going to do you any good to get all this, this you know, wealth from the MOAS. But then if your health isn't there, you know, some people say health is everything, right? That um, 
you know, if you get sick, none of that money is going to do you any good if, if, you're, if you're dead, right? Kingdom for a horse, it's all relative that, uh, you know, if, you, if you're not there to enjoy it, what's, what's the point in getting it? So that's a big thing for me. That's another goal I have this fall is to, to really make a concerted effort to get healthy, lose some weight, get in better shape, um, and eat it, eat a little healthier. Um, so that's the other big thing for me. And is, so how are you doing? You know, how are you dealing with the stress of all of this and, and not knowing if you're going to be a millionaire or if this, you know, the corruption is so deep and rampant that there's no way they're going to let us have this, you know, it's Chinatown. You ever see the movie Chinatown with Jack Nicholson at the end? That uh, it, it's sort of it's Chinatown, you know. It's it's so corrupt. That's just the way it is. Um, you know, Jack Nicholson's a cop, and um, I guess he worked in Chinatown. And it was very corrupt. He finally kind of gave up on it because of all that. And he just says it's Chinatown. It's just that's just the way it is. That uh, you know, we're not going to let us have it. That the powerful get away with the crimes. And the powerless continue to be the victim again and again. And us retail investors were the, you know, we're going to be the victims in this again. Who knows? They, they took away the buy button for GME. Maybe they take away the sell button this time. Not trying to spread FUD. I'm just, you know, that's something to almost be expected. What's, what's the unknown event that's going to happen when this happens? I hope there's none. I hope there's none. But you never know. You never know what they're going to do to us. Um, so, you know, be prepared. But it's very stressful thinking about all this stuff. You know, stress can lead to not sleeping, overeating, not exercising. You know, you're sitting around watching the ticker and you're so focused on that that, you know, that's one of the things like we have, a, we have an elliptical machine and it's set up. So if I'm going to be at home watching the ticker, then I need to be on that elliptical machine or, you know, lifting some weights, we got some dumbbells. So just be active. If I'm going to sit there and watch it, be active when I'm watching it. I hope you're dealing with the stress as best that you can. Make sure you're healthy. Because if this happens, I, you know, I want you to enjoy what you have coming to you as well. So as we break from summer and head into the fall, I wish you the best. And hopefully the MOAS will happen sooner rather than later. And maybe that will be the next episode of the AMC Stock Story.